let's turn it into a weekend of love with some great tips on enhancing your marriage with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. America. Is it Micah? America. <laughs> it's time to do talk about a subject matter that is written about in the Bible in you know, Genesis 2.24 and is hated by the godless Jew-hating left. Democrats, you know, even liberals, they can't stand it. Marriage, man and woman coming together, right? Marriage, it just disturbs them. Because it's the top one of the top ten. Is don't be, you know, jumping on, you know, blah, 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 the adultery thing. So we talk about it. We embrace it. We love it. You know what? It's refreshing to see married couples, husbands and wives, holding hands, loving on each other, whether they've been married, you know, five years or 75 years. So we have our world-famous marriage talk segment on Friday's bottom of the 8 o'clock hour central. So we ask you all to inhale and exhale. Do that a couple of times. Let's get to it. It's on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. The great man who writes it, Robert Kosick, he wrote the book Honor the Vow, V-O-W, honorthevow.com in many languages. We met 10 years ago. been doing this 10-ish years now. And he's our guy. He's a, a marriage coach and more. Mr. Kosick, how you doing? Hey, happy Friday, Sam. So, uh, as always, I love listening to you and Denise kind of have your, your uh, little exchange so the whole world can have a glimpse into it. And the song, You're Still the One, comes to mind. I think Orleans. Oh, yeah. Orleans still, sings, yeah. yeah. Even after all this time, you're still the one I love being with and all that kind of stuff. And so in case the audience was, was wondering, you do it with Denise, I do it with Kathy. We live out what we're what we're talking about on this show and that kind of stuff. I mean, Kathy and I took a couple of road trips, day trips last weekend, just running out because it was nasty weather, raining and everything. But we had a great time running in and out of the storms, trying to get into these stores and laughed about it. And was it a perfect weekend, sunny and great weather? No, it was actually lousy weather and tense driving in the rain. But we still enjoyed being together because we live out the principles that we're talking about Amen. on this show. So, Amen. And, you know, by the way, Hopefully that'll help. I always say, you know, you're not going to always agree with your husband and wife. There won't always be, you know, all days of unicorns and Oreos and puppies and stuff like that. Because it's impossible. You're you're human beings. And right. uh, I, mean, I, I got mad. You know, like I said, horrible customer service. Just pisses me off. And I just want to throw it down. And Denise is the very calm one, you know. Yeah. And she's like, honey, honey. I'm like, ah. And then it takes me like 30 <laughs> minutes. And she's this wonderful calming source. And, you know, does she, she? she's not the one who picks up the phone or grabs somebody by the shirt and throws them through a window like I do. So that's that yeah. wonderful balance that we have. And I really it appreciate is. her. I admire her. I love her. I, she makes me such a, a better person. I am not a perfect yeah. person, Mr. Costa. Oh, me either. And Kathy's the same way with me. And her favorite comment when I do one of those meltdowns like you're talking about, she always looks at me and goes, so, did that make you feel better? <laughs> yes, yes, it did. Actually, no, it didn't. But, you know, kind of reminder, like, did that fix anything? No, it didn't fix a thing. Well, then don't do it next time. Right. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> Sometimes so. Princess will be, there's, there's two things. She'll, it's two things. She'll be, get back to me in 30 minutes when you feel better and your temper goes away. Or she'll flash okay. me. And if she flashes oh, me, I will. I, my temper disappears. Bang, like that. I'm like, what was I mad at? Ah, uh, here we go. Go to our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show, for today's marriage tip. And uh, Bona Fortuna, congrats to him. Mr. Tiller, uh, Mr. Uh, Kosick has written 362 marriage tips. Today's is pillars for a great marriage. Love each other. I'll read it, Mr. Kosick. Our marriage coach will comment. Last week, we noted that love is 
key to a great marriage, but friendship is the fuel that sustains your love for each other. This week, we'd like to circle back around to love and discuss what loving someone really means. To do that, we need to understand the different types of love. So there's different types of love from the Bible. There's eros, that's erotic <clears throat> love or physical love. Biblically speaking, it's reserved for marriage and is why we include it in the hot and heavy tip each week. Mr. Cossack, talk about eros. Right, so we always talk about that, right? We love Bluebell, we love the dog, we love the kids, we love going for a nice drive. So we kind of water down what love can be a, a lot of times. And uh, even just sitting there telling your wife every day, I love you. What does that really mean, and how do you really show that? Well, I think that what you really need to understand is the different types of love, because in the Bible, love has three different meanings, and in the Bible, you get into mood and tense and all kinds of other stuff. The words they used had a whole lot more to them than what the English language has. So I thought we'd break it down a little bit. I think we did something similar to this many, many years ago, but it's always good to have a reminder in this, because the way you show love towards your spouse may be interpreted differently. You may be showing them love one way, and they're interpreting it another way, right? So let's just break it down so you know what type of message you're sending, and then you can make sure that you send all three of these, because these all three are very, very important. So this first one, eros, is the uh, erotic one. It's where the word erotic comes from, eros. It's the physical aspect of the marriage, and it's why we have the um, hot and heavy tip every single week uh, in there, So because it's a, such a critical component of the marriage. It's one of the pillars of a marriage, and so you got to have that, but that can't be the only thing that you have in your marriage. If all you have is a physical relationship, you're missing out on a whole other aspect of the marriage, but you do have to have the physical. Yes. So hopefully people will, will agree to that. And if you're missing that, there's great ways to bring that back in. We have all kinds of exercises to help you reignite that fire. <laughs> exercises like at a gym. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have Twister. We have Target. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cocktails, a fireplace, and a blanket, and you'll be back there. there Next, you uh, you're listening to our world-famous Marriage Talk segment, Friday's Bottom of the Eight-Hour Central with Robert Kostick and I talk about the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage, which you're not allowed to do uh, in primetime. Filio yeah. is the uh, the other type of love it used to describe a friendship. This can be a friendship, but as we discussed last week, it's a critical component of a great marriage. Fun fact, the Greek words filio and adelphos where the words William Penn combined to create the name of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Very good. You know, I did, yeah. I did not know they combined the words. I just knew what it meant. Yeah, so it's a little history there, a little biblical history and just uh, regular history, and that's how the word came together. And it's it's a great way to do it, and, that, and that's that friendship. That's what you and I were talking about and what you and Denise were talking about, just that comfort with each other. And, you know, Tom and I have talked about this offline as well, too. You know, we talked before the segment stuff, and it's just that relationship of when you're just playing comfortable with somebody. You have a great relationship. You're not trying to prove anything. You're not trying to show off anything. You're just, you're there, and that's all that you need is to be there for each other. That's a very comfortable very strong friendship to have in your marriage. If you feel like you're walking on eggshells, you feel like you got to perform, you know, make sure you do all the steps three, four, five, and six, bring the flowers home. That's going to get very old and very strenuous after a while. You need to get to the place where you just love being together. Cause then when you do all those other things, it's exponentially more valuable because it's a friendship, a really strong friendship confirmed by the things you're doing after the fact. It's not the things after the fact, trying to prove that you're friends. You got to understand. So it's, Trying to get the you get it don't get it backwards. Have that friendship first. World famous marriage talk segment, uh, Mr. Kosick. Then the third part of 
the the wedding love triangle is agape, and this is the ultimate level of love. It's based on a choice, not a feeling, to love someone unconditionally without requiring anything in return. It's the most difficult love to express, but offers the greatest rewards. Robert Kosick. This is what God has for us, what Christ has for us. I mean, the man died on a cross for us. You can't have any more love than that. And he did it with the understanding that he wasn't expecting anything back from us, right? It's just right. a free gift. And so we're the same way with our spouses. And the Bible says, love your wife the way Christ loved you. And then for the wives, you know, respect your husband and, and that back and forth. Because it's really easy for a, for a wife to love. It's, it's a little more difficult for the respect part. And then vice versa. It's really easy for a guy to show respect, but harder to show love. So that's why that's in there. But this agape love is so important. There's so many issues in marriage where couples are chicken tack kind of thing. I will do this if you do that, or I'm not doing this because you didn't do that. It's all conditional, and that is a train wreck from day one. You go back and look at your vows. It was the whole basis for my first book, you know, to honor the vows. The wedding vows you did has zero conditions in it. I'll love you through thick and thin no matter what, period. It doesn't say if you do those things. It says I will do this. And out of honor and out of respect and for your own dignity, you need to honor those vows. You need to hold up those conditions that you said, I will love you no matter what. And that's very, very difficult to do at times. It's it's one of the most difficult things you can do. But if you do that, there is nothing, and I mean there is nothing that you can't get through in a marriage if you're loving unconditionally like that. Love it. By the way, I can hear guys out there going, wuss, you're such a wuss. It rhymes with ussy. You're such a wuss. It's what it rhymes with. Uh, well, this was, was is coming up on 30 years of marriage, and, and you're coming up on 31, and neither one of us have paid a divorce lawyer a dime. So. <laughs> Hoorah! I think, I think we're winning. Huh? Hoorah! <laughs> Our world-famous marriage talk segment, Robert Kosick, the marriage coach, and I, marriage tip 362 on our Facebook page, Samuel Show, in which we just take some time on Fridays to talk about the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage. Uh, really rock the world. I starting at KRBE when I started doing this, started talking about marriage. They told me not to. At every station, this is the only station, by the way, where they encourage this kind of talk. Hot and heavy. Marriage talk, Mr. Kosick writes. It's called morning breath. We all know about, <laughs> I can tell you this about three o'clock this morning. <laughs> we all know about morning breath, but what about the other types of breath like coffee, garlic, onion, cigarettes? Simple advice a quick detour for a little toothpaste and mouthwash will uh, very be very much appreciated and prevent rather embarrassing moments, Robert Kosick. So what we're going to do for the next few weeks in this topic, and we've done it for years, but in this topic, we're going to touch on those things that you wish your spouse knew and would take care of, but you're just too embarrassed to bring up. And breath is a big one. There's not much more of a mood killer than, babe, love you, you're awesome, but dang, your breath stinks, would pretty much end the event for the night. <laughs> so. What we're hoping to do here is maybe when you're getting ready to retire for the evening, uh, sort of, you may think, oh, wait, maybe I ought to check my breath yes. or go brush my teeth <laughs> and do a little brushing of teeth and do a little mouthwash so your spouse doesn't have to look at you and go, here, put this pillow over your face. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of deal. Right. So hopefully yeah. we're helping couples out kind of kind of softly helping them out to do the things, the right things, so you don't have to have that embarrassing conversation you know what, uh, with I, your spouse. I, I'm very weird. And I, you and I are on the same page. And if I'm ever watching a movie and there's a couple and they're like in New York and they leave a restaurant, they start kissing in the cab, and by the time mm. they get to the apartment, they push open the door of the apartment and they throw off their overcoats and they get into a heated embrace. This is me. Hang on. Wash your hands and brush your teeth. Okay, <laughs> yeah. we're in a cab. Do not be touching each other. And you just had scampy. 
So uh, that's me when I watch those movies. I'm like, uh-oh, wash hands, brush teeth. Oh, take the shoes off. You're walking uh, the streets of New York. But that's me. Uh, well, it's, well, it's like the commercials, right? When they, when the kids come running in or whatever, or mom and dad wake, or even the TV shows, they wake up from a deep sleep, and the first thing they start embracing and kissing each other. I'm here to tell you, that doesn't happen no. ever. It just doesn't happen. So rather than have an embarrassing conversation, say, okay, I'll be right back. I'm going to go brush and mouthwash, and then, then we can get going. There you go. There you go. Uh, folks, look, it's in the Bible. It goes back a long ways, your handbook for a great marriage, whether it's mm-hmm. Proverbs 2.24 or uh, obviously Genesis 2.24 or Proverbs 31 or Song of Songs or whatever. There's uh, many places in the Bible that can help you get through and, and get started or recover and recoup to a great marriage where you have a cold weekend coming up. It's going to be cold tomorrow or something. And if you all getting along, it's a lot of fun under that blanket. If you're not getting oh, yeah. along, it's going to suck. Yep. You know. And so, so a little teaser. Next week we do the third and final pillar, and then the following week is the ultimate pillar. We're going to talk about how having that faith relationship you just talked about radically reduces the chances of, of uh, divorce. So we'll talk about that uh, in uh, two more weeks. I can't imagine a relationship without God being part of it. It's, it's, uh, it's I don't know. Train wreck. Yup, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our world famous marriage. I'm explain Orleans Marriage Talk segment. Still the one. Dude. See, you brought it up. There you go. Mr. Tiller's playing it. Uh, there you go. Go to honorthevow.com, V-O-W, honorthevow.com. Catch up with Mr. Kosick, the marriage coach. Share our world-famous marriage talk segment with others. Mr. Kosick, have a blessed week. I'll talk to you next Friday. You do the same with the news, Sam. We'll talk to you next week. Roger that. America, back in a second. Aim 1070, The Answer. Hey, you